Hey everyone and welcome to 121 in Flux, I am Peter, that is Connor and we talk about movies on this show and this episode is an interesting one because this is our Patreon vote winner episode every month our patrons over at patreon.com slash TV at the $5 tier and up vote out of four movies and we pick we do the winner, that's, that's how it works the theme for this month was movies that were in previous votes throughout, throughout 2018 and got a second chance and we picked four that we thought oh these were before good ones to talk about and wings of desire uh, was the one that won so uh, here we are and this is a, a german film uh, which is mostly in german although there's a bit of english a little bit of french and uh, here or there but you're getting subtitles for a lot of it so so brace yourself it is directed by Wim wenders we will start spoiler free as we always do we'll give you a warning before we go into spoilers and there we go it is a it is a film about angels uh two main characters are angels who are in Berlin, it is the 1980s, it is soon before the fall of the Berlin Wall, and it is about an angel who basically decides and learns that he wants to become human. He is feeling alienated from the world and he wants to experience it as a human being. And the film's about that choice, his, his choice, the journey to that choice, and the outcome of that choice. Yeah, and I would say that is, in terms of the plot... That's everything... <laughs> That's everything. There's a lot of details, of course, which I'm not going to spoil. But yeah, oh, that's... of course. But the there is almost no plot. It's just a character arc. Yes, no, that's that's true. It's, it's a it's a very uh, meditative film. There's a lot of slow moving. There's a lot of just sitting on a moment. There's a lot of um, mm. poetry in the dialogue. There's a lot of uh, just sort of atmospheric shots with music playing. Yeah, some of the most beautiful stuff in the film is right at the start, where it's the the, the, the aerial shots. And you see the city, and it's looking down, and it's just this music's playing, and it's and it's in black and white. Uh, there's, there's a technique in the film where, um, or monochrome, where actually it's actually slightly blue tinted. But there's a it's a monochrome technique where, whenever it's the angels, it's monochrome, which is a lot of the first two thirds of the movie. Yeah, it's the majority of the movie overall still. Yeah, but there's a good chunk at the end that's in color. But there's like one or two brief moments sprinkled throughout that do switch to color and basically that's when we're in the human beings perspective where they because they can't see the angels yeah. uh, but when we're with the angels which is a lot of the film it's in monochrome so so that that gives that gives it this other other world kind of feel to it um and it's actually also a kind of a plot device in a way because we actually find out that the angels themselves can't see color in in the film they don't yeah. they don't understand they, they can't comprehend the different colors they this is how they see the world uh, so it's actually used as a sort of uh, plot device as well, as well as just being a a symbolic thing for us to differentiate between yeah. you know when they're there and when they're not or at least when we're from their perspective and when we're not yeah. so um that's the gist but i'd seen this before i'd seen this a few years ago well i'll say a few years ago probably about eight years ago now um you times a bitch yes you had not you had not seen I this not, no. Um, no um it'd been something that i'd been on my radar for a while you know as you'd expect yeah um, uh, so yeah. I'll ask the question: Did you enjoy Wings of Desire? I did. Yeah, it's pretty great. There you go. There you go. Done. Okay. Thanks for, for thanks for watching and listening. We'll see you see you next time. Yeah. Yeah. My job's done. <laughs> that's, all, that's all I'm here for, right? Show up, say it's good or it's bad, and then and then you can you can do the rest, and I'll go to sleep. <sighs> what did you like about it? Care to elaborate? <laughs> I could elaborate, um, but I, I figured that was the discussion. <laughs> uh, no, what I like, I liked the uh, performances, the music, cinematography, especially, is uh, pretty great. Um, the fact that there is no plot in a, in lesser hands 
had become just an, a self-indulgent mess. Um, but it never is. It's, it always feels very focused. Yeah. Because it's one of those films we were watching, and it's very clear that everything represents something else. And there's a lot of themes in this film that we've not even touched upon yet. Uh, obviously, humanity and human beings, the nature of choice, the, the nature of duality. Uh, the, the setting is important. The fact that it is in Berlin right before the fall of the Berlin Wall is also important. It kind of yeah. uses that as, as, as its own themes. Arguably, the film's really about that as it, more than it is about humanity. But the idea that talking about humanity is talking about what's going on in Berlin and talking about how yeah. people are split in half and how you know and so on. Look, it, it kind of it hits upon these things, and uh, but it's it's actually a relatively optimistic film. But it doesn't shy away from darker elements of humanity, though. Oh, definitely by not. any any stretch. It it definitely gives you examples of the worst of the worst, and still comes out on on in the end in a, a fairly optimistic viewpoint, which I think is perhaps almost the the intention of the film in a weird way. Like if if that was the idea at the time, you know, because you're you're in Berlin, you're in Germany at this time period, and you're hoping that you know. Germany will be united and be be a singular entity once more, yeah. you know, hopefully soon. And it turned out it was soon. This is 1987. This was this was made. Yeah, that's what's, it, it's it's interesting how timeless it feels. Obviously, I know when when it was made and mm. and it's relevant to that given the other the Berlin. It almost feels like it was but, made in hindsight. Yeah, well, that's the thing. It feels like either it was made a lot later, or also it feels like it could have this everything about it feels like it could have been made decades earlier um <laughs> weirdly in in the way sure, that it's... I saying, yeah um it, it's funny because i like this this is obviously was very relevant when it came out uh yeah. at, at least as relevant as art house films can be because obviously it's not a mainstream you know populist come and watch the explosions movie it's not that at all yeah. um that would disappoint many a uh, average movie going person but it was super relevant at the time to the point where I mean I, I guess it's the idea that there was on, the world was on the brink of this change and it, you could kind of sense that everyone was thinking about it and that's yeah. maybe where this film was born out of uh, and how how we got to it in that because obviously now in hindsight it's like man it, they were on the ball like doing this like right before then yeah um so that's really cool and it, it feels very because I think there's some films where when they're tied to like historical events, they, they do kind of date in a weird way because it kind of feels... But there's other ones where the message itself is timeless. You know, I'd put yeah. the great dictator in there with that, which is obviously tied to World mm. War Two and it's tied to the Nazis. But somehow that message... And it's not just because we're dealing with neo-Nazis and shit now. And, the, the, you know, sadly, a lot of that stuff's more relevant than what has you know, been recently. No, it, it was still relevant before that resurgence, yeah. shall we say. Um, so... You know, it's we got we got like films like that, and I think this this kind of sits in not that pantheon. Uh, yeah, and I'm using words like pantheon. <laughs> I'm talking about angels and shit. Uh, so yeah, so it's a movie about angels, which obviously like isn't something that inherently I think appeals to me. Like, is is a concept? Yeah, if you're like, oh, this is a movie about angels watching over a city. You say that to me, I probably assume it's going to be self indulgent, like you said. I all. What I th I think of actually is something like American Gods, I think of something that thinks it's really smart. Fair and, enough. And way, um, and that's where my main probably goes. And this isn't that at all. This is a very thoughtful, like I say, meditative film. This is a, this is about contemplating existence. <laughs> yeah, surprisingly, not heavy on the religious angle. 
Yeah, it really isn't. It, it, it really even... Like, we are calling them angels because we don't really have any other... And they, they use the, the term angel as well. But one of the great things in the movie is they kind of imply that the fact that they look like human beings and use human languages is only just because, well, humans exist and that kind of taught them that, oh, we should communicate like those that, that, that we do. Yeah, I mean, it t- typically, yeah, the angel's existence is... Because, you know, well, something's got to be on Earth before humans, <laughs> right? Something's yeah. got to be there. So even though they call themselves angels to a point in this movie, I'd argue that they only do that because that's what humans would call them. Not because they're angels in the strict definition That's fair. of an angel that, that God is in charge of. Sure. It's it's obviously there's there's references and allusions to to that history mm. um but it's it's very light on it yeah there's, there's a wonderful conversation just about the history of the earth because they're, they're immortal they're talking about just you know, i remember when the earth was just fish <laughs> remember that remember when the land yeah. was created yeah. you know remember all these these type times and it's like because because the, the film is ultimately about uh the main character uh, damiel if i'm saying that right played by bruno gans he um he basically he, he he wants to stop thinking of things in the larger scope. He, he wants to stop just like watching things pass by and, and looking at things like like eras and like you know progressions. Like the film starts with him going around the city just listening to people's thoughts, which is they they can do that. They can just go around and listen to thoughts, and occasionally they'll they'll put their hand on a shoulder, which will calm the person down and reassure them. Only to a point though, they can't necessarily change things entirely. No, no, we see that a couple of times where it doesn't work because. It's, they're just too far gone. But yeah. they definitely can comfort them. Um, they can, absolutely. Um, especially if it's within them themselves. If, if, you know, if it, it's almost like it's just reminding them of the good in themselves so they can find yeah. that and then use that. And I, I think that's interesting as as to the, the, the role of the angels, you know, if, if they are placed here with a purpose. Mm. Uh, you know, to, to, to co- do they choose just to comfort? Do they choose, oh, okay, no, that person needs it, I will stop and do it. Or is it just you know a calling what they're supposed to do? Yeah, we don't really get any information on that. You know, is it just that they've got a conscious and they, they, yeah, exactly. It yeah. could be as simple as that. But I mean, yeah. there's there's possibilities. Yeah, uh, they all have ponytails for some reason. <laughs> they all have little ponytails. Yeah, <laughs> if you noticed that, they all do. Um, which makes I mean the, the women angels sure. I mean that's normal. But every single man angel's got this little ponytail. Yeah. You know, for, uh, for typically, reasons. religiously, there are no women angels. Well, religion sexist, so fine. Yeah, well, yeah, I'm just saying all, <laughs> all, all, you know, you know, I'm just saying, you know, often you think of angels, right? You know, angelic, and you know, it, it, often now the imagery is is a woman. Um, but uh, in the in in the Bible, they're all men. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I got done for you. I didn't know that. <laughs> That was an interesting little fact. Which I think uh, this is an interesting thing for me is that as someone who is not religious at all, this film works completely. There's not a, a fragment of this that doesn't work because I, I'm not into religion. Yeah, it it works because it's you just take it as this is the premise of the world. These beings have existed. They're calling themselves angels, but what you want to think of them is coming from or it's kind of up to you. Yeah, yeah. if you want to think of them in the traditional sense, you absolutely can. There's nothing to contradict that. Yeah. Um. But if not, hey, it works. So yeah, the film's about uh, Bruno Ganzi's character, kind of, he wants to live in the moment, he wants to actually live day to day, and he wants things to matter. One of the big things that really came across to me watching it again is the idea that when you're immortal, nothing has any meaning, but life having an ending 
and having consequence because it ends and because you only have a limited number of days because you have a limited number of seconds whatever everything yeah. therefore is more important everything has a purpose you care you you get excited you get scared you 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 get upset you you, you whatever like all these things happen because everything has meaning because life is so limited and he wants to feel that he's sick of just feeling like disconnected and as if nothing means anything he wants yeah. to feel a human like a human being um and I, I kind of take this as a, just a sort of message in general for the world in the sense this maybe this is a bit broad but just this idea of because one of the speeches uh, there's like a random cab driver in the middle talking about how germany's all split up and not just by the, the one wall right not the, 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 the just that there's so many little factions and it feels like there's all these not literal borders but a lot of like you know theoretical borders between different groups of people it's very fragmented and everyone's kind of split up and uh, what the line of dialogue that really stuck out to me is a line of dialogue where he says um everyone reads the papers after the world leader as if they're looking at the big picture and everyone is mm. like should be concerned with that and it it's not so much that you shouldn't be concerned with the bigger picture and ignore it. That's not what I'm getting at here. It's the idea that you you don't take the joy in life anymore because you're too busy thinking of the bigger picture. You're too busy thinking of the world as, as numbers and as, yeah. as these it's, kind it's of a, things. It's a big screw you to philosophers. Yeah, kind of. It's basically, hey, no, no, no. Actually, if everyone actually stopped caring about conquering and started just caring about enjoying life, yeah, you know? How much things would that solve? Yeah, definitely. So, you know. It's, a, it, it's an argument for action beyond words and thinking. You know, don't don't just think about doing something. Don't just, you know, mm. talk about doing stuff. It's actually going and, and doing it. Which, I, I, you know, to, to play into to Berlin specifically, obviously, there would have been a lot of talk about, okay, should we do this? Will we do this? And, yeah. you know, it, it was like, no, and it's kind of a statement of going, no, no, just do it. Uh, you know, it's, it's the only way anything's going to happen. Yeah, pretty much, yeah. And then even just the idea that, you know, like the film's about him meeting this woman and kind of falling for this human woman and that's one of the big motivators for him to to become human uh because he connects with her because she kind of thinks like he does yeah and i feel like the idea of just like two people coming together it's hard not to kind of just relate that obviously to two halves of the country coming together like is it yeah this this movie isn't always subtle no um um but it's not trying to it's not pretending that it's not very clearly talking about these issues yeah absolutely so i think that, that that's really smart but it's, it's also a, a, just in a general sense like you know don't be apart right you know like ultimately you have to come together because even because yeah. the, the woman character marion she she talks about how she's actually been kind of happy being alone for a long time it's just only now she's kind of like considering the idea that maybe she doesn't want to be alone anymore um so it's just you know those kind of ideas it, it kind of yeah. It plays. It, it, it's really consistent with its themes, and it develops them slowly over the course of the film. Yes, and I, I think, I think, I think it develops well over the course of the film, but it adds more layers as it goes. Because the opening thing is a poem, and it keeps coming back to these kind of repeating lines of when the child was a child. It, you know, it didn't think about this. It just lived on these foods. It didn't think about it. it just acted. You know, and it's yeah. almost this again. It's this idea of like stop thinking about things and going back to just living it just go back to yeah being i think it's that's interesting from the perspective of these immortal beings yeah. you know to, to you know the, the whole of a human lifespan is kind of like well they're still children in comparison to them right yeah uh, and the idea is that you know that, that that's the point humans you know in this they, they just do stuff they're not the one they're not like them looking at the bigger picture even even the ones that think they're looking at the big picture in comparison aren't really when you know when this opens with them talking about you know the earth you know, millennia ago. 
Yeah, yeah. And even the fact that we have two angels and one wants to be human and the other one doesn't. And the one who doesn't... And necessarily an evil guy. Like, he, he still seems, tries to help people. No, he's people. just quite content with how he is. Yeah. Uh, but there's a wonderful shot, actually, towards the end when he's in a in the nightclub. Uh, and there's, like, a strobe light going off, but it's kind of changing angle. And he's standing yeah. against the wall and you see his shadow. It's got, like, five versions where it's sort of moving up in steps. Yeah, and it, it, it's you know, the shot stays in this for a while, and he just sort of stands there, and his shadow's just going do 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 do, and it's it's like he's fragmented. It's yeah. it's like he is not whole because he he can't accept you know what what you know that Daniel's accepted or or whatever. Yeah, it's not um like malicious between the two of them though. No, not at all. If anything, he, he still kind of tries to help after after Daniel's become human, he does kind of watch over him a bit. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so no, like like I think it's an, an interesting exploration of its themes. It's a very unique movie, like you say, because it has no like strict plot. It's just kind of this one character story, and that's all it really is. Yeah, and and that's the thing like I said uh, earlier. With movies without a plot can often just meander, just do stuff for the sake of it, mm-hmm. because this is so focused on this character, uh, and everything that happens is relevant to him. It kind of gets away with it. Yeah. Um. Like, cause, cause you probably could like cut out like over half of this movie and still make the plot make sense if you really wanted to, but you'd lose a lot of the texture. You, you yeah. use a lot of what it makes it feel like how it feels. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Uh, I mean, you, you there's very little in terms of plot uh, this movie that you're because this is what a little over two hours. Yeah. If you wanted to, this could comfortably be an hour, you know, an hour. Yeah. And and, it, and and in terms of plot, you would lose absolutely nothing. Yeah, but it's a character study, like like yeah. like, like we say, it's it's about kind of because there's a whole like, the opening section where he's going around various people in the same, we're just hearing their various thoughts and we're seeing how he helps some people. Mm. Like that's a good you know ten fifty minutes sequence of just random different people. Uh, obviously, you know, actor Peter Falk comes back because he's like a recurring character in the movie, but a lot of the other characters that he bumps into aren't. No, that's it. Yeah, uh, but it gives you this clear sense of just what his day is. Like, what, what does he go around doing? Uh, it also sets up this idea that some children can see him, which I really liked. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. The the, the idea that you know, uh, it, to to go back to that opening, you know, the, yeah. the children just do things; they accept things for what they are, so they can just see things the way they are. Yeah. Uh, so I think I might give a spoiler warning just so we can talk more freely about the rest of it. Although, admittedly, I don't think this is one you can really spoil that much. No, I think there's one or two specific things. Well, I want to talk about one of them, which is why yeah. I was putting a spoiler yeah, one. Yeah, one, one or two of those that I was like, okay, no, those would definitely be spoilers. But overall, because there is no plot, there's no major twists or anything like that yeah. to ruin. Um, so, so Peter Falk plays himself, and he's Columbo. If you don't know who that is, he's the actor who plays Columbo. Yeah. Um, and he's in this movie, and he's he's, he's played himself. He's in a, he's acting in a, in a movie in Berlin, and the one moment in the movie that's like a total what the hell is happening right now. Is when he turns around and starts talking to to Daniel as if, yeah. and he's like, "I can't see you, but I know you're there. I can I can feel you." And he's like putting out his hand for a handshake. He's describing how he should try coffee and everything else. And it's this really weird scene. You're like, "Wait, what? Why? Like, is is Peter Falk like like is he? <laughs> what, how does he know he's there? You know, yeah, like, like is, is, is he cracked? Where's this going?" But- but when 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 Daniel becomes human and he runs into well he doesn't run into he seeks him out he goes to the movie set to find him, and he immediately like comes over he doesn't treat him like a weird extra or fan who's trying to like you know talk to him he's like oh there you are, and he comes over, and it turns out Peter Falk was just like him he used to be an angel 
and he yeah. and I just I love the idea of pitching this to, to to the actor like hey I want you to play yourself but you used to be an angel and you chose to be human yeah but what I like about it is all the previous scenes in the film with him where he's he's drawing the extra because he likes to draw people like it's, it's like he's appreciating the beauty of the world it suddenly makes sense because he's kind of like Daniel he kind of appreciates all the little things yeah um and he wants uh, to you know draw people you know visit places he wants to yeah. do all this stuff and, and he talks about how you know they're not the only ones by far yeah there's there's many of them that have, have made this decision over the years and uh, that's kind of fascinating the idea that almost eventually they all kind of get to the same idea they all kind of reach that same conclusion uh just you know different times it just takes them a different amount of time to get to that yeah, I mean, if you want to, I mean, I don't know how much of this is necessarily here, necessarily here, but if I'm thinking about it, like, at what point is that maybe saying, like, the idea that being an angel is kind of a cold, like, unhuman kind of thing, right? And the idea that all these angels who eventually decide to, to become human, it's almost like, in real life, the idea of choosing to be empathetic towards other people, right? And it's, like, it's part of your natural sort of growth. Uh, the, the idea of, like, someone who is traditionally... I don't know, not necessarily outright bigoted, but someone who is, you know, doesn't stick up for other yeah. people's rights, you know, doesn't doesn't support other groups of people. Is this kind of a representation of when did they kind of come to the conclusion, hey, I should kind of maybe, you know, be a part of the world? I, I don't know. I don't know where I'm going with this, but like... Uh, I, think, I think I get what you're saying. Uh, yeah. You know, the, the, inevitably, everyone can eventually become more human. Yeah, no, it's the idea that everyone is inherently good and then you know are, are corrupted, right? Uh, be, you know, through through their life, yeah. you, know, well, you know, they don't, you know, you don't start out as as you know evil yeah. or, you know, or, or an awful person. I guess the and argument it's, it's the against the, the capacity to do to become yeah. this again is always there. I, I guess the argument against my my theory there is that we don't have a car- an angel who's a bastard, right? Where maybe that would be what would really set you know hit that home yeah yeah no it's more the indifference uh yeah. you know rather than someone who is yeah is you, you the examples you were using it's more people who don't care enough to get involved eventually yeah. there'll be a cause that that they, they do care enough about you know it might not be the same cause as you you know you you they might not get invested for the same reasons but if you know because a lot of this for, for, for daniel is to do with the woman right hmm but for for Peter Falk, it could have been, you know, the 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 idea of acting, right? It could have been that specifically. Uh, you know, the, the idea that you know they they made the same decision to to kind of come out into the world and be a part of something, but not necessarily for the same reasons. So just to be they decided to be an actor, though, wasn't it? Like the idea that he wanted to impersonate other people. Well, that that's what he wanted to do. Yeah, I mean, if I had to suggest why, uh, Baron, this is. Very little in the movie to do with his backstory and the character, you know, mm. the character. So, um, it would be a case of if if I'm thinking about why I would do that, it would be you know all all the people he's witnessed over the ages, and trying to kind of give that some form of immortality. Yeah, okay. In the way that he had. Okay, I see it, and it resulted in Colombo. <laughs> that was yeah. the that was the the enduring role. <laughs> Yeah, why not? Yeah, well, the, um, that's, that's the best I got. Yeah, no, nah, like it's 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 got those elements, and you're you're not even touching the romance itself that much. Uh, 
he's kind of enamoured with this this woman who's a circus performer and the circus is closing down it's the last night at the circus because they, they, they're broke and she has this love of performing and she's worried she's going to you know break her neck because she's a trapeze artist but she's got this 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 love for the circus and she wants to feel alive and do it and she's 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 passionate about it um and like i say they're very kind of similar in the way they think and we kind of learn that as he gets kind of close to her and listens to her and 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 so on and so on um and the only time she does kind of seem to be kind of at peace with herself is when he touches her at, at the nightclub when he, he kind of like holds her hand as she's dancing and it puts, yeah. she puts her hand down um and she because he kind of falls asleep with her uh that night she has this dream about him um mm. you know in his angel armor <laughs> which is probably the most surreal the movie gets looking in terms of visuals is when he's walking through the fog and the angel armor <laughs> i do love the design it's really simple but it works yeah, yeah, but it's so it stands out, right, compared to everything else. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I actually, I really like the moment he turns into a human, uh, because it fades to color on him, and then Cassiel, who's with him at the time, turns back and sees that he's he's started to make leave footprints, which they yeah. don't normally leave. Um, it's a really fun moment. Um, I, I do like how between the two of them around this point, it kind of switches a lot more between the color and the and the the, the black and white. Yeah, in fact, uh, there's only one point in the whole film uh it's right at the end where cassiel's sitting in the stairs in black and white in a color image like because yeah. it's always just either all black and white or all color for the rest of the film but this one shot at the end he's sitting there in the stairs but he's he's he he alone is black and white yeah and i assume that's to kind of say they're equal in this uh mm. you know you know the idea that throughout the rest of the movie it's whoever's perspective we're with if they're human it's color if they're angel, it's it's the black and white. Uh, I guess here at the end, when he's black and white, it's to show that no, no, he is just as much a part of this. Yeah. Um, yeah. Whether 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 he can be seen or not. Yeah. I mean, if if I have any critiques, honestly, is that it sometimes just gets a little too poetic at times. Uh, you know, I, I thought the meeting between uh, Marion and and Daniel at the bar. Yeah. Uh, you know, she 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 goes on, she rambles on poetically for about two minutes. It's just a bit much. It's just like okay, it was a little bit, yeah. You know, it's just a, one or twice, once or twice, it, it does this kind of thing where it just it goes on just a little bit too long with the poetry. Yeah. It's a minor complaint, but it, it is something that's there. That, that was the only time during the film where I felt like it was being a little too. Uh, Self indulgent pre- is, is is pretty what I'd say. Yeah, I, it's not much, but it just it, there, there was no one there to question. Yeah, if, just, if that was too much. Yeah, just a touch too much. Uh, just in those scenes, because typically all the slow moving stuff where we're meeting people in the city, I like all that stuff. All that stuff's great. Yeah, I think th- this this example here stands out because it's a monologue, mm. and there's actually very little of that in the movie for the most part. Uh, there's u- usually there's you know like thoughts are interrupting things. You know, there's there's almost a not quite a back and forth uh, when he's out in the streets with the, with the people because. You know, he's not interacting back necessarily. Uh, they're not hearing him, but there is a, a a conversation-like quality in the way it's played. Yeah, yeah. No. Whereas this year, even though he sat there listening to it, she is kind of just monologuing. Yeah, no, she is. Um, and it, it sounds like a very unnatural speech as well for a person to say, I guess. Like it made yeah. sense when it was in their head because they were just kind of like thinking to themselves. Where she says all this out loud, so it feels just yeah. a bit more like it's different, yeah. Off uh, in comparison to everything else, um, but yeah. So 
And I, I kind of like that Falk kind of... Like, she's kind, she, she, she is a human kind of becomes his own angel. But I like that Falk kind of becomes the human guardian angel because he kind of like encourages both of them. Because he meets her at one point at the uh, yeah. the hot dog stand or the, you know, whatever it was. And he, he actually, because he actually has a scene where he, he tries to do the same, like, you know, I know you're there and talks, to, and it's, it's, you know, it's Cassiel who's there. And yeah. Cassiel does not shake his hand, you know, like Daniel did. He's da- not interested. Daniel took his yet. hand, but Cassiel did not. And maybe one day he will. This is not necessarily saying he never will. No, it's just saying right yeah. now, he doesn't feel like that's for him. Yeah. Um, all the angels congregate at the library as well. That was that was a something. Noticeable. Yeah, I mean, uh, it's, it's a nice place of quiet, right? Yeah, uh, but they seem quite content on like helping everyone who was studying. It was almost like the it was promoting the idea of knowledge. Like, yeah, like be knowledgeable. Yeah, yeah, you know, and it's something they appreciate because I mean they've basically just been doing nothing but collecting knowledge and cataloging it for billions. Yeah, of years. and I guess to. The, yeah, maybe it's a little frustrating to them that they can't just share that. Yeah, I, I think it's interesting as well this idea that, like, we sort of alluded to this earlier, talking about how they they look human because humans exist. They speak human languages because oh, we can communicate like they do. You know, before we didn't really have, we just kind of did. You know, it was just it was just a telepathic kind of understanding, yeah. essentially. I assume, and I think it's interesting the idea that. Until intelligent life like human beings existed, there was nothing to tempt them to be anything else. They didn't look at fish and go, oh, I fancy being a fish. Those those fish know what's going on. No, that's fair. You know, like, the idea that getting to humanity, like, humanity was the first thing that kind of... And I, I don't know if that's necessarily an Id- the idea of, like, I don't know... Like, eventually life will reach a point where it it, it, it hits something that's worth living not that not that unintelligent animals aren't worth living I don't yeah mean that. see taking it in this direction yeah. sounds very um egotistical as a species as a species sure um yeah. but like, I, I, I don't even know what i'm trying to say it's just it's just interesting to me that like if they've been alive forever if they have been eternal and they've been around forever how yes. long was that before humans even existed i mean humanity's existence must be a, a drop in the bucket yeah, I mean, there's always the the clock metaphor, right? Mm. Where if 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 the Earth, I think it's it's if the is if the universe is is you know the entire clock, twenty four hours. Mm. Uh, the Earth has existed for like the last hour or so, and the and and humans are like the last minute or something stupid like that. Comparatively, it, it it's like that. Even that sounds a bit. Yeah, much. yeah. <laughs> you, there is there's there is a. The math of it has been done. Uh, you know, it, it's yeah. it's there. I, I'm just misremembering, but you know, the idea yeah, of yeah, okay, yeah. No, it's really a minuscule percentage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so no, it's, it's interesting that this is the first time of, and maybe it is like us oh, saying, "Oh, humans are special," I, I, but I don't think that's the point of the film. I, th- I think you know, I'm reading into it from that angle just because I think it's interesting to think about. I think the point of the film is everything else we've talked about. I think it's talking about people coming together. It's talking about being more humane. It's talking about you know actual real life things i mean that those are the broad general things that apply to everything that we just mentioned and then you've got the specific uh, the the berlin wall because the movie that's been made as well is about nazis and again those people the old man who uh, cassiel's tangs around with for a bit early on in the film he's talking about he remembers before the, you know, the second world war there used to be a whole like you know sh- you know couple of streets here there was, there was a whole there was shops there was you know apartment buildings and it's all gone now because of you know during the war there was fighting and bombs and and whatever yeah 
I almost wish you you could get a movie of these angels, you know, like in this mythology, right? Mm. In wartime, like you know, you know, this here, if they're going around just comforting people on the streets over really quite small matters for the most part, mm. um, what would it be like during you know a time where everyone is um, significantly more distressed than than just everyday life? You know, obviously this never makes light of everyday life. The idea that to all these people, everything matters. Yeah, a it's lot. important. All this important. Yeah, it's it's important to them, and and that's the you know the idea of okay, they're not seeing the bigger picture because they're worried about themselves or whatever it is they're concerned about, and it matters to them more than anyone else. Um, but I mean, imagine if that was heightened through in in water. I just that'd be fascinating to see. I, I think the reason why we're not is because. A the point of the movies that yeah yeah it'd be a different yeah, movie obviously yeah. uh, but also just the idea that. We're using war's backstory to kind of show again the the worst of humanity. Again, maybe that's like when humanity is almost solely focused on the bigger picture. You know, when when it's wartime, yeah. that's what everyone's thinking about. Like, yeah. individual needs kind of get shafted during wartime. Yeah, um, and I think that's kind of what it's what it's getting at with with with. And again, going back to the idea that we, we don't shy away from that. There's you know, someone who commits suicide that Cassiel tries to stop, and it doesn't yeah. work. He still jumps. It's not enough. Yeah. Um, there's this man's, you know, revisiting this, 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 which is now just like a, you know, flat land, but it used to be where he lived with all these shops and people and, and everything. And it's like the worst of the worst, the movie's about Nazis and we're, we're talking about that. Like the worst of the worst of the worst, but there's still things to live for. There's still things to hope for. Yeah. Um, is kind of, you know, so there's this optimism to it, which is no, really absolutely. nice. I, I get all of that. And, and for, you know, this, again, it's a different movie that I'm, mm. I'm, I'm here. It's almost, I want to see more of, of this world uh you know this mythology of in in the water you know you said it there you know all the the personal needs kind of get shafted i can see how the do teaser they trailer try now. and comfort I, like you know what do they do i can see the teaser trailer now wings of desire to this time it's war <laughs> see you just made light of, I, I was being serious i know but you made me think of aliens, so I thought I'll crack the joke. Uh, this was actually remade, by the way, this movie. Yeah, I know. Uh, I've never seen it. City of movie. Angels. No, nor have I. I don't really have any interest because I like this one, so I don't see the need. I assume it's not as... Uh, well, our existential. House. Yeah, <laughs> as existential. There you go. To use a better word. Uh, I was always under the impression that was more of a, of a, a straight rom-com? up romance. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's, that's what I thought it was as well. I'm gonna, I'm gonna look into it. Yeah, I mean, again, it, it was always one that I never watched because it didn't necessarily appeal to me based on what it was. Yeah, I, well, I was always familiar with it, but it's Meg Ryan and Nicolas Cage from 1998. Exactly, not, not exactly a must-watch on, on my list. It's hard to expect this to be another. Oh, jeez, Holt's what? in this. What? Holt from Brutal Nine Nine. Oh, really? He's like the third cast member listed. Oh, that's cool. Long before I'd, I'd heard of him. Okay. Yeah. Yes, he was doing things. Yeah, what, what's this listed of? It does say drama first. It's drama, fantasy, romance is what it's listed as on IMDb. Well, I mean, uh, I, I, yeah, yeah but... I was going to say they're alphabetical on IMDb. Still. Um, I mean, may, may, maybe one day I'll watch it. But... No, I probably won't. I'm good. <laughs> well, no, no, I might. Not as a necessary to see what a remake of this film is. Just as its own thing entirely. You know, because unless this need a remake, unless I hear that Nicolas Cage is is in Mandy form 
in this movie. In which case, I'll watch it to see how insane it is. That's a point. I still need to finish watching that. You heathen. Mandy's fantastic. I love yeah. these words. Mandy's fantastic. Yeah. Poor, poor taste on your part, quite frankly. I I stopped, you know, I got about 50 minutes in and stopped watching because we had to record. That was about four or five days ago, and I forgot I hadn't finished it until you just mentioned it. Uh, had he even assembled his act yet? No. Getting to the good stuff. Um, so... Yeah, but I mean, we got a little off track there, but Wings of Desire is uh, fantastic. Is basically it is, the thing. Yeah. It's, it's a great visual movie. It's it's a great sort of study. It's kind of philosophical, but I'd say it's maybe more, like you say, existential. And, yes. But it's probably the most optimistic existential film I've seen. Yeah, we've we've covered a fair few uh, on this show. Two or three, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, a handful over the few years uh, this is easily the most upbeat <laughs> yeah they're, they're all depressing as hell the other ones yeah yeah they are go, go back and watch a review of women in the dunes and just see us slowly hate life over the course <laughs> of that discussion as we realize what it's about it is because that no, i think what's interesting is, is a lot of existential films start in a place that's kind of okay and descends and descends and goes look how shit this can be right by the end whereas this one starts in a very depressing state it's like everything's kind of shit. There's people like really unhappy, and it's it's like what what what's the point? You know, the, the, these these black. You know, it's, it's everything's black and white. We're not seeing. We're not experiencing anything. What's the point in any of this? But by the end, it's like, well, no. Because oh. I think existential films, at least typically, I would say, they want to scare you and shock you into action because you realize, okay, if we don't actually keep keep an eye on things, this is what it can become. This film, on the other hand, is about Tracking. saying. No, inspire you into action it's inspiring which, which to be fair is a lofty thing to try and achieve and i think for the most part it, does. it pulls it off yeah. yeah so wings of desire is very good um now of course wim wenders does have another film that i love a lot even more so in fact which we will get to at some point i promise you this but for now we have discussed wings of desire uh, so i will ask you what you will give it out of 10 i will give it Nine. I will also give it nine. <laughs> I don't know why you said it like that. <laughs> I don't know either. It just, it just kind of happened. Oh, uh, dear. Oh, just one fail part, actually. I, I liked it when he, he goes to find um, Marion towards the end, and she's already left, but the, the circle of dirt from the, the circus is just there, and he just sits there on his own. It's like, he has to feel the disappointment as well. He, he can't just have all the happy feelings. Yeah, yeah. The, the, you know, the, there are some other really like interesting moments. You know, when he when he uh, first becomes human, he, you know, he, he's wandering around. He's got the blood, mm. and you know, he, he runs into this guy. He's like, mm. you know, oh, you know, tell me all these colors. And the guy's like, he goes, oh, I need to try coffee. I need, I need to go get a cup of coffee. And the guy's mm. like, do you have any money? And he's like, um, no. And the guy's like, well, here you go. It's like, mm. you know, the, the idea, you know, people looking out for each other. Yeah, people can be nice. Who'd have yeah. thought it? Uh, so that's Wings of Desire by all means let us know what you think of the film in the comments below uh, you can like and subscribe all that jazz uh, all of that supports us as does going to patreon.com slash TV, where you can support us for as little as a dollar per month obviously the five dollar tier is when you get to, uh, get to vote every month uh, I think this isn't going up for another week so the, the vote right now will be done by the time this goes up but uh, for the sake of telling you there is one <laughs> there is a vote right now <laughs> Yeah, there'll be a new one soon. There'll be a new one soon that you can also participate in. Um, 
so you can check out Patreon. Uh, we actually do have a merch store now as well, bizarrely enough. Uh, due to popular demand, we set up merch stores both for the UK and the US. You can buy shirts and hoodies and some various other random items with logos on them. Very uh, random items. Yes, yes. Hey, people are asking for the dog bandana. I'm going to cave. No one is asking for the dog bandana except oh. Matt. I'm going to cave. <laughs> Put the dog bandana on it. Uh, so you can do that, which also support us. Um, but otherwise that is us so thank you very much once again for watching or listening we always appreciate it keep watching movies guys and we will see you next time